So as I mentioned, we want to get into finishes today, Greg, and we've got this great production team out there that uh, you have a variety of skills, right? You've got some guys that are maybe good framers, some that are good finish guys, and some that are really learning. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a nice mix that are, and they're learning from each other out there too as mm-hmm. we go, making everybody better. Yeah. And with the limited supply of personnel out there for trades work, you know, we've kind of taken the philosophy of finding young men who are interested, young men and women, and we'd love to have some women on our team. If any of you uh, are out there and are skilled in carpentry or want to learn, make sure you get in touch with us. Um, but we have, we want to get hire some young men and women and get them trained up uh, and teach them right here since there's not an abundance of skilled tradespeople out there, right? We figure we could train up our own. That's true, and we've done that with uh, three of our guys now that are out in the field. They're either in that process or just entering that process, mm-hmm. and most of them are directly out of the trade schools. Yeah. Um, and they're, you know, some of them actually came on for a while as apprentices, and uh, some of them come on just to shadow to see what it was like. So we've, uh, we're, we're trying to always think about the future. Exactly. Okay, so um, when we get to finishes. There's uh, so much to talk about, and I don't know what's when you think of interior finishes. Which is the first interior finish that comes to your mind? Well, I think one of our biggest challenges are making sure and ordering and getting the right cabinets to fit the design. So cabinets is cabinets are a big, big thing. Mm -hmm. Yep, definitely and. Probably the single most expensive interior finish in a home, I would guess, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's just like buying a, a house full of furniture. Oh, pretty <laughs> much, all yeah. in one room. That's right. Right. So cabinetry, yeah, and we've been at that for a long time. And if you think about all the time that you and I have been in business, Craig, and the, the shifts in cabinetry that we've seen. And you remember back oh. in... Um, you know, the 60s, 50s, 60s, the in-place cabinets, you know, the cabinets that were built right on the wall were right. popular. Yes. And we saw a lot of that, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, usually birch plywood doors, not always, but often. Yep. Uh, but the frames and everything was just built right onto the wall. Yep, they were. Nailed in, and uh, it's not like you could just pull those off and stick them in the garage when you put new cabinets in your <laughs> kitchen, right? No, there's hardly anything left <laughs> of those. They came apart piece by piece. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah, and those guys really nailed them on there good. I mean, it's, yeah. you literally bust them to pieces to get them off the wall, right? Yes, you do. Yep, and then uh, we saw a lot more of the factory-made, uh, factory-built cabinets becoming popular, and that's yeah. when a lot of the cabinet lines started and kind of got a, a foothold in that industry. So what are the, some of the early manufacturer brands that you remember? Oh, going way back. We, there was actually, um, I don't know if it was Timken or one of the metal companies actually uh, started making metal cabinets back in the 50s. Yeah. And metal doors, metal frames. My those in, their, in yeah. their home before we remodeled that kitchen. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I remember those were one of the earliest uh, that I can remember that mm-hmm. were separate cabinets that you put on the wall and then... Oh, they've gone to many different levels mm-hmm. since then. A lot of that back in the early days was a, a, a what I consider a particle board type of boxes and glue together, etc. Yeah, in the lower end cabinets, yeah, the particle board stuff. Yep. And then there were some really uh, 
high quality manufacturers then yes. too that have survived yeah. for a lot of years. Oh yeah, I think Schrock cabinets is one that's been around in Ohio for a long time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. So when the factory cabs came on the scene, uh, we had a variety of quality levels and the price points, and um, it just kind of changed entirely the cabinets seen in homes, where instead of the cabinets being built on the wall, now they were built in a factory in modular units and installed piece by piece, base cabinets, wall cabinets, valances, trims. So it was all assembling separate cabinet boxes together. And so that's been the scenario for a number of years. There, there are some gang-built cabinets still, and some yes. people. Uh, one of our custom cabinet lines actually does gang-built cabinets. Right, and put yeah. two, three, four together, and right. we hang them all mm-hmm. at once. Yeah, yeah and there's some really unit. nice advantages to that, uh, mm-hmm. but that's kind of usually a pretty small percentage of the whole group. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break. After the break, Greg, let's get back into interior finishes. You are listening to the Day Fox Home Remodeling Show, and I'm Gary Demas. I'm president of Day Fox Design Build Remodelers, and really glad to have you all tuning in this morning. In case you missed the first session, I'm talking with Greg Rice, our production manager. Greg, it's good to have you on board this morning. Thank you. Thanks a lot for being here. And uh, we're talking about interior finishes, Greg, and that's a pretty broad topic. We started off uh, in the last session with cabinetry and still have a ways to go there, right? We've got yes. a lot to cover. Yeah, we do. Cabinets are crucial, and everybody's very interested in their cabinets and their kitchen and their bathrooms, even maybe custom built-ins around the fireplace or bookshelves in an office uh, or library in a home. So cabinets play a huge role in our homes. Uh, you know, they're highly decorative often, and... Uh, really provide a great focal point in the rooms that they're in, as well as a lot of functionality and convenience of storage. So we were talking about how over the years cabinets have changed and have kind of advanced in how their their building techniques, how they're used. Uh, And today where factory cabinets are, you know, a huge percentage of the market, um, we still have custom shops that build units, but they build them modular most often, just like the factory um, assembled cabinets are. So you've got these uh, predetermined sizes for stock cabinets, and then you can go to semi-custom cabinets, Greg, right, where we can specify maybe a particular width. So they do some customization, but not, you can't just draw something and have them build it in (laughs) semi-custom range. But if you go to a fully custom line, you can. Yes. Anything that you can draw, they can build typically. They can build, mm-hmm. yeah. Makes for a great finished product when you're able to do that. Yeah. And then, of course, we have our local uh, custom shops yep. that build. Yeah. So with your experience in all those scenarios, what advice do you have for homeowners that might be thinking about uh, looking for cabinets? Well, I know there's price points that everybody works off of in their budgets. Um, I would just make sure you're comparing what the future features are in each of the cabinet lines that you're considering with the cost. So easy close, soft close, all those extra things um, that you're looking for. Do they have full rollout drawers? Are they three-quarter rollout or Mm pullouts? I mean, there's a lot of different things, but it's good to compare um, what those options are to one another so you know what you're getting for your price. Yeah. And it's funny how there will be a unique feature or some building technique that's considered uh, to be high quality. And then when that 
and I'm thinking of dovetail drawers right now. Yes. So when you kind of when that's your litmus test, okay, is are these quality cabinets? Well, let's see if the if the drawers are dovetailed, then they're quality cabinets. <laughs> so that's how it starts. Yes. But then how it ends up is all the other manufacturers, no matter what the rest of their cabinets like, they start making dovetail drawers, so everyone will feel like the whole cabinet is quality. That's right, and yeah. even just the plywood that's used in each boxes. <laughs> that can vary greatly from a three ply to like a 11 or 13 ply plywood which makes the box stronger so mm -hmm. there's many different features in yeah. the cabinets that you need to consider there's a lot to know when you're shopping for cabinets because uh, you can be looking at two different cabinet lines and from the outside maybe the door styles look nice maybe the finish looks nice and that's what you're looking at whenever you look at cabinets but you can't really grade the overall quality level by looking at the face can you no you no. can a, a perfect example a friend of mine just replaced cabinets uh oak cabinets in their kitchen and the when they were all done the doors just didn't quite look the same and the reason being is their old ones were an oak veneer raised uh, panel door mm -hmm. so you have to be very careful as to what you're comparing to and looking at sure yeah so just for the homeowners that might be Maybe you're looking at cabinets and have an idea of, of updating some cabinetry in your home. Maybe it's kitchen, bathroom, whatever. Let's just give them some pointers of what we feel uh, they should look for in cabinets. So you get to start. Let's both kind I, of tag team on Tag this. team yeah. back and forth. Uh, one thing I would say is a good, solid, uh, good, soft closing hinge. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is that will allow your doors to last longer. They won't slam, they won't rattle after time, they have a soft close and you're not constantly beating them against the frame to get them to shut. So for me, it would be a really good, strong, heavy duty hinge. Mm -hmm. Sure, yeah, the hardwood really matters because people expect it to last a lifetime and if it's good hardware, it will. But like you say, if those cabinet doors are banging against the frames all the time, it's it's vibrating, it's causing maybe if there's any uh, potential fractures in the wood, that vibration just enhances that, and maybe you get a split developing or the finish between the panel and the frame starts to kind of get cracks and stuff. Yep. So that's a great point. Um, drawers are also a, a highly utilitarian functioning item in cabinets and a lot of times they carry a lot more weight than maybe <laughs> people would originally think they would and i can think of my own house where some of the drawers i wow there's a lot of weight in this baby yeah you know, pots and pans whatever so making sure that the drawer hardware and the box construction is really well built because drawers do take a beating you know mm -hmm. they're open and closed multiple times a day so the hardware's got to be good, and just like you mentioned, the uh, wall cabinet door uh, self-closing hinges, there's also the self-closing drawer guides, or the soft close. Yes. Which also kind of, take it's like a shock absorber's built in there. You could slam the, the drawer into the cabinet, but it won't hit it hard. It kind of sh sh uh, softens the blow. And yes. Absorbs that shock, yeah. which also just helps everything last longer. Uh, and in the drawer box construction, like I said, the dovetail drawers is not always a sign that the whole cabinet is high quality. Sometimes it's just a little, uh, you know, we're kind of passing the litmus test by putting this dovetail drawer on, but the rest of the thing is particle board and cheap stuff. Yeah, you can have a particle board bottom that's, you know, an eighth of an inch thick, that mm -hmm. you uh, 24 inches wide, and you put a 
bunch of silverware in it it's gonna bow over the years yeah. so yeah good good solid bottom to it a good thick side to mm -hmm. those drawers are important yeah now what's your opinion of we mentioned plywood versus particle board and i think in some cases particle board might be a really good solution like in shelves for instance because it's not going to warp and twist like plywood yeah that's correct but then what do you think about like the sides and bottoms of your cabinets you know gary over the years we've found out that um, when it comes to putting the units together and also shimming them and keeping them square and straight, it seems like our plywood boxes work a lot better. They, they, see, they have a tendency to hold the screws better. They go to be, uh, together better, tighter finish uh, than some of the particle board. Mm -hmm. um, I would use personally particle board with a melamine if I was painting cabinets, not staining, mm -hmm. because it doesn't move as much yeah. over the years. So yeah, there's applications for it. I wouldn't discount it totally, mm -hmm. but uh, a good solid plywood box I think is, is important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so here again, you can't judge simply on whether it's particle board or plywood, right? Correct. Because if it's used in the proper application, either one could be the best answer. That's true. Yeah. So a lot of times if you just trust a high quality cabinet manufacturer, you know, they got a good reputation, you know that maybe your friends have had those cabinets for 10 years and they still look great. You know, those are things that are important. Yes. Because um, not everybody's a pro and not everybody's going to be, you know, looking at the, the top of a cabinet that has no countertop on it to examine the construction <laughs> details. But uh, that's, we do that stuff. Yes, you know, we do. Because yeah. I know our guys don't like to put junk in. They hate putting lower quality stuff and we don't we don't make them do that I and mean, you know, right. we're gonna start at a good uh, middle quality uh, unit that's gonna last really somebody a lifetime that's where we're starting you know usually semi-custom cabinetry and then we get into uh, the when you get into custom cabinetry I mean the sky's the limit it is you know yeah. you, your kitchen cams could cost 20,000 or a hundred thousand it's just ridiculous but we try to just be in in the area that people are most interested in, which is kind of that lower half of the custom line. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so a lot to think about with cabinets. So there's a lot more to finishes, though, than just cabinets, Greg, on the interior. There's uh, moldings, trim, crown, uh, chair rail, baseboard, shoe mold, all the stuff that really enhances the look of, an of a home. And there's a lot of uh, variations there, a lot of stuff to talk about. Yes. So we're going to take a quick break. Or after the break, we're going to get into the trim and moldings. Welcome back to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. And today we are talking interior finishes. And I've got Greg Rice here with me. Greg, thanks for being here. And Greg, on the first couple segments, we started with... Uh, talking about interior finishes in general and a bunch of other stuff <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then uh, in the last segment we were talking specifically about cabinetry and all the different uh, things that are that come into play when you talk about the quality of cabinets price ranges uh, what to look for if you're in the market for cabinets mm -hmm. so in case you're just tuning in and you missed that you can go to davefoxradio.com and there you can hear what we talked about previously and if that's interests you that's great if not I'm sure there's a lot of other topics there that she'll find that you may be interested in at DaveFoxRadio.com so Greg let's get into trim interior trim so you know when I think of interior trim I think again such a broad range of quality of appearance um, and 
you can think of some of the old homes, uh, really high quality homes that had a lot of ornate woodwork and really wide baseboards and casings and yes. maybe they even used cherry in one room and a butternut in another room and yep. walnut in another. I mean, the interior trims can be huge and really the sky's the limit there too. Yeah, they really can. There's, there's even in homes in just one area, let's say, of Columbus, you go in and from one house to the next, it can be drastically different profiles from mm -hmm. one to the next. Yeah. So that's kind of on the custom side, but then there's a, a kind of the ubiqu ubiquitous standard size too. There's the ranch molding or teardrop yes. you know, moldings. Yeah. Colonial. Colonial yeah. moldings. Those are kind of the big three, right? Yep. And the ranch and teardrop were used a lot more in maybe 60s, 60s or 70s, and then colonial moldings became popular. But again, multi created in mass abundance so oh yeah um the three or three and a quarter inch you know colonial base is like in a whole bunch of homes all over the place yep two and a quarter two and a half casing in, mm -hmm. in every home yeah so those are kind of the standard de facto interior trim and then if you get into a custom home you're usually gonna get a little larger base trim and door and casing trim right yeah and mm -hmm. usually crowns usually added in those homes yeah. too and mm -hmm. that again can vary from some builders kind of stick to a traditional profile for them um, and they use that in pretty much all their homes um, maybe they might have three different variations to that mm -hmm. uh, to that profile but they they like to stick to the same because with each profile you have to that needs milled or made out of a square stock piece of lumber, so they, they don't want to keep changing profiles because that costs money. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, we are in the business of matching profiles, aren't we, since we're remodelers? <laughs> yeah, we try our best. It, it, uh, we, we have a great company we work for in Northeast Ohio that uh, really can, what we call, set up a, uh, for lack of a better term, a glorified router that cuts pretty much any profile we want. Mm -hmm. We just have to send them that profile. Yeah. So we get in scenarios where maybe it's an older home that has a lot of really ornate moldings, or even some of the newer homes will have just like a, a profile that's just not readily available. Right. So in those cases, yeah, sometimes we'll have to have this company set up cutters and actually create some of that molding to match for us. Because that's important if we're, maybe we're adding on a family room and you've got molding already established in that room and here we are adding more space there well we've got to match that molding absolutely or uh, uh, if we didn't we'd have to rip it all off and put new on so it's it's definitely more cost effective to match what's there but then uh, a lot of the older homes will have really nice molding some of the clintonville homes have very nice interior treatments yeah. um, victorian village german village um, and even some of the new uh, high-end custom homes are going to have some very nice moldings yes yeah. So I think the interior moldings in a home are like, uh, just like in a kitchen, the hardware is the jewelry of the kitchen. Well, I think like interior moldings are the jewelry of your your more traditional living spaces, like your living room, your, your family room, uh, your bedrooms, your library, your den, your office. So you mentioned crown molding, how it can just really add a nice effect in a room and just give it a little more rich quality look. And then if you use enhanced casings, like you the trim on your windows and doors, uh, maybe you go to a three and a half inch trim, or maybe you go to a four inch, you know, with a casing and a back bead. 
yeah. back band. Uh, your base moldings, you could go anywhere from that traditional three or three and a half inch colonial up to even an eight inch molding, which just adds so much, especially in homes with higher ceilings, like nine or 10 foot ceilings. Those make a big difference, don't they? Yeah, they sure do. We have a home now that's in uh, Granville that we are um, matching the base on it, and there's actually four pieces of base that go together to make up that 11 and a half inch tall base. It's yeah. beautiful, mm-hmm. but yeah, you, you can get pretty ornate. There's mm-hmm. uh, sky's pretty much the limit, depending on you know your space and what you can do. Yeah, so that introduces the built-up moldings, which are not just one piece, but multiple pieces. So in the base, like you mentioned, you can have real elaborate base. Crown moldings, you can do the same, right? Yes, you can. You can have multiple layers, top, ceiling, wall side with a crown that meets all of that or lays against all of that, I would say. So it's it's pretty much uh, depending on your tastes, really. Yeah. And in terms of moldings with ceilings, the coffered ceilings have become, again, very popular, haven't they? Yeah, they sure have. Yeah. Whether those are box beams, drop beams with crown around them, we've done a few of those lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can just dramatically uh, change the appearance of a room when you have this beautiful coffered ceiling. It adds all that dimension and mm-hmm. you know the beaming and the crown molding that's added to that. Uh, we have a great example of that right here in our design studio, you know, in our um, uh, consultation room. Yeah. We have a beautiful coffered ceiling in there, yeah. and uh, we've done those, like you say, in a number of homes, and people just absolutely love them. Yes. They look yeah. really nice. Because it's different. I mean, it just adds a quality dimension that's not in a typical home today. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in, in remodeling, that's what people are usually doing. You know, when people are building new homes from scratch, Greg, you know exactly what I mean. It's like, okay, they want this much space, and their budget won't allow for them to really pay attention to rooms in, in a detailed way like when you're remodeling one or two rooms. Correct. Yeah. yeah. The bigger picture kind of overshadows. Yeah, they need a lot of space. That uses up their budget, so they can't really put the ornate crown moldings in or the coffered ceilings or the real high quality kitchen cabinets and really a lot of people going into that with eyes open knowing that down the road in a few years they'll update you know whatever yeah Mm -hmm. yeah we've had that in uh, quite a few of the upper um, I would call them class of uh, homes Mm -hmm. in the area where we've gone in later and put the coffered ceilings in or the wainscot on the wall Mm -hmm. Um, you know special details with the trim or adding trim uh, layers to the already casing that's there yeah. so we've uh it's uh it it definitely will add to the quality of the home yeah i don't think you ever lose anything by upgrading some of that yeah and in terms of the different wood species and finishes what are your thoughts there there's a lot mm-hmm. um uh, th- we like to stick with your harder lumbers when it comes to doing uh the paint uh, trim. So if you're painting trim, painting doors, uh, painting base, we like to stay with a poplar or a maple on those. They seem to uh, give us a better finish. Uh, they look better. So when you go to a stain product, then you're looking at, you know, anything from um, your desires from a wormy walnut, you know, to an old English look, or it just goes you know, sky's pretty much the limit on what you can do. You can buy exotics or cherry or it, it's, uh, 
there's a lot there to choose from. Yep. So there's a, a method for you to, uh, as a homeowner, to use some of your creativity and come up with a really cool molding looks and we can definitely help with that so again you're listening to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show and I'm Gary Demas and I have Greg Rice our production supervisor uh, uh, production manager on with us uh, we're talking interior finishes and Greg we're going to take a quick break after that let's talk about paint good morning welcome back to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show and here we are in our final segment this morning on the September 29th and I have Greg Rice with me, Greg, and thanks for being in the studio this morning. Well, thanks for having me back. Absolutely. So, my gosh, it's fall already, Greg. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it is. I yep. don't know where the year went. No kidding. Well, hopefully next year we'll grab onto it and hold it a little longer yeah, than, slow it down. than what this year has flown <laughs> by. <clears throat> so, anyways, uh, I guess when you're really busy, time goes quick, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yep. And you guys have been busy out there working away doing all this remodeling throughout the city of Columbus and the surrounding areas so as we mentioned a little earlier if you uh, if you're just tuning in we were talking about the production team and you've got how many guys again you have your project managers and then the field staff I think we're 38 right now okay just in the production field yeah and that does not include Dave Schicks or myself or some of our support Mm -hmm. staff here so does that mean if, if we go to someone's house to do their kitchen, 38 guys show up to do the kitchen? Uh, it'd be pretty messy <laughs> if we did. <laughs> no, we try to work in teams of twos or threes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that works out really well for us. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Again, we're talking about interior finishes. And we've, gosh, we've talked about cabinets, Greg. We talked about interior moldings, which is a huge topic. Cabinets and moldings are a huge topic. And there's so much that can be done, so much creativity that's uh, possible in these areas. And a lot of times our homeowners may have some specific ideas of what they want to accomplish if they're adding a room or remodeling, maybe their family room, or even if they're redoing a fireplace. A lot of moldings and details will come into play, right? Yes. Yeah, or cabinets. If it could be bookcases on both sides yeah. of the fireplace. Yeah. So uh, these are elements that really go into a home and add such a, uh, I don't know, they, they just really boosts the appearance of a home. They add the details, architectural elements that make you feel really good about the space you're in and make you feel like you're in a quality room, in a quality home. So these are things that really make a difference. And people that are remodeling, and maybe they're focusing on one or two rooms, Greg, as we uh, mentioned, in contrasting to people who are building a whole new home from scratch, if they're just concentrating on one or two rooms, they're usually bumping everything up a notch, right? They're putting yeah. a little more thought into it. They have more of a budget maybe to spend on some of these uh, accoutrements that make the big difference. Yes. Yeah. So <clears throat> then if we get into paint, obviously that's a very visible interior finish. I mean, that's going to be the most profound overall, I think, influence on how a home looks is just all the color that people are looking at. Yes. Uh, especially yeah. if there's there's uh, some dynamic colors in there which is often uh, happening with our interior designers coming up with really cool colors in certain spots or certain locations to get across the feeling i suppose if somebody i know years ago was like everybody painted all their walls almond or bone you know light beige and then (laughs) everything (laughs) was light beige yeah (laughs) so those days are gone aren't they they sure are we see different colors accent walls and Again, the ladies in the ID department are just amazing at what they can do with that. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you 
Somebody tells you, oh, well, that's going to be a blue wall, and you think there's no way that's going to look right. But, yeah. boy, I'll tell you, it, it's amazing how they turn out. Yeah, it's and even wonderful. the color in, in ceilings now is oh, so surprising. Oh, yeah. 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 Especially bathrooms or smaller areas, maybe a library or a den. Uh, they have a really cool color in the ceiling that just changes the whole look. It sure does. The mm-hmm. whole dynamics of the room. Yeah, I'm thinking of a couple of pictures that we had on house. And I remember one bathroom in particular, and we put a teal ceiling in there. Remember that one? And it yes. just went viral. That image went all over the world. Yeah. It was a very classic bathroom with white tile, uh, kind of old-fashioned white fixtures. Uh, so this very strong classic statement with this teal ceiling, and it was just, man. Yeah, was, it really set the bathroom off. Yeah. It was. So um, painting, what do people need to know about painting? Um maybe the techniques or touch-ups or yeah there's you know nowadays there are so many different sheens yeah um in it we used to be the you had um semi-gloss gloss satin and that was pretty much it now we've got eggshell added to that and a couple other in between depending on the manufacturer of the paint so and those are used in certain um, I would say applications so you wouldn't want a flat in a bathroom Mm because it's hard to clean it doesn't clean well so you know you should look at the space you're doing and make sure that you get recommendations on what sheen to use Mm -hmm. and then there's obviously many different grades of paint from uh, the low end uh, to the highest end mm-hmm. and I think in pain the general rule of thumb is you kind of get what you pay for so if you buy a five gallon uh, or a single gallon that's five bucks and that same gallon from the same manufacturer is thirty five dollars you're getting a much better paint mm-hmm. at the thirty five level so yeah um, just you know the applications in what you want the the fixing and the repairing has always been difficult we we don't uh, really leave that to the amateurs uh, because if it's not done correctly prepped and drywall mudded taped correctly and 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 finished correctly that patch will show for ever mm-hmm. for years and years as long as you own the house so um it's a it's a process that over time you know you just have to learn it it's not something you can pick up and watch youtube and it and yeah. it works yeah you know, when you talk about the quality of paint, I imagine there's a lot of listeners that are listening to us this morning that maybe they just bought a home that was just spruced up right before they bought it. And a lot of the scenario, those scenarios, it's just cheap paint stuck on the walls to make it look good. It is. Quick. Very thin. And yeah. then you find out after just a little bit of time when your son or daughter, uh, you know, puts crayon marks or <laughs> pencil marks on the wall and you try to clean them off, you find out, whoa, this paint just doesn't clean well it looks blotchy it it just doesn't it's not holding up it feels chalky there's all these issues that come with inexpensive paint but if you you know whenever i paint a room i always pick the best stuff number one i don't like to smell the fumes of paint so i always pay for a really good low voc paint but then the quality of the paint is so crucial because once you put that on there it's so easy to care for and clean you know if it's high quality paint as opposed to the cheaper stuff. Yeah, I know we, we struggled for a while with painting trim white. It seems like it just wouldn't withstand the weathers. 
and um, one of the manufacturers came out with a little bit of different mix in the pigment. Mm-hmm. It was twice the cost per gallon, but I'll be, it stayed wonderful for years, mm. like five or six years. So yeah, you, I think really with paint, you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then in terms of colors, that is where the interior designers can just do amazing things. And so if someone's uh, going to paint their whole, like in a project of ours where they're painting their whole house, you know, our interior designers will kind of designate different colors for different rooms. And mm-hmm. and it all complements the flooring and the moldings and uh, even could even complement light fixtures, whatever. But when that whole thing is designed as one package and all the elements, if there's careful design consideration given to all of them, then when you, that's a room that when you walk into, you just feel like, wow, this is yeah. really cool. And you know, Gary, I see a lot of our jobs with change orders on them to paint other rooms in the house once they see what can be accomplished in a room with different colors and yeah. different paints. So I think it's one of our most popular change orders is let's paint the whole first floor while we're doing the kitchen. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, Greg uh, finishes. Man, we've just really scratched the first the surfaces here uh, today in these four segments. So, I think we're going to have to do another segment on finish or another radio show on finishes sometime soon because there's so much more to talk about lighting. Uh, there's, uh, gosh, yeah, uh, different floor surfaces and floor coverings, and we just got a lot to, to talk about. Yep. So, again, I thank everyone for listening to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. Next week, I'm going to be talking with Mark Mason from APCO, and he's a regular on the show, and we like to talk about exteriors. Uh, everybody's interested in exteriors and how your home looks, what your curb appeal is, and maybe ideas on how to really in, uh, just increase the curb appeal. So, again, thanks so much for, for listening. You can reach us by emailing info at DaveFox.com. Or you can go to DaveFoxRadio.com and listen to any of our previously broadcast shows. And we will be right back here next Sunday morning at 8.